the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. Welcome to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, our phone number, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. And toll free, it's 866-308-8867. And uh, if you want to uh, come on by the nursery, you can come by and visit with us in person. We're inside. Everybody here okay? Yeah. Calvin? I think so. Okay. Okay. You're, okay. Uh, You're just looking around. Uh, do we want I was to... just checking on Jerry because he's one year old. I know. Yesterday. That's Happy right. birthday, Dr. Jerry Parsons. Yeah. That can, uh, doesn't that make him two years uh, older than me then? Uh, for Does a it? Okay. For a while, yeah. Uh, for a while. The n- numerals only, but yeah. So uh, yeah, that was, uh, y'all had a big party, you said, well, and uh, Jeremy went out there big dancing. Fire, and... Big, big fire. In the oh, that was nice. And uh, I got a. A blanket for my daughter, real fuzzy blanket <laughs> for my daughter. What? How does that relate with his birthday or the fact that the, it was, was cold, cold out there? I was cold. Yeah, that's both. <laughs> so I covered up with the blanket and yeah. sat by the fireplace, and being glad that I had another birthday. Yeah, that's a good thing. <clears throat> and uh, Jack Hoover uh, sent me a, a nice note. Uh, David Rodriguez just got through calling me. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, so uh, it's nice that it, I guess it's nice that everybody remembers. But uh, did you remember? Yeah, barely. <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, he remembered the, the birthday. He just didn't remember whole. Yeah, right. Well, exactly. <laughs> yeah, last year I thought I was. This year's age. Yeah. Oh wow! So you kind of you got a bonus. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did my my sister and I kind of relate our ages to each other's birthday, uh-huh. and I don't know how it happened, but for <laughs> a couple of years ago, for at least six months, I had added a year to my, <laughs> and then suddenly, my sister said, "Wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute, you're not that old, because like, I'm two years younger than you are, you know," and you, so she had. Uh, Latched onto that and suffered for me being older. Uh, so, you, but you got a free year too. Was yeah. That, yeah. All right. That's uh, nice. I always think back to Mrs. Uh, Cavender. Uh, she was she was over a hundred years old and a good friend. Uh, she was a pistol, even at a hundred. And uh, so, 
she had a birthday, and I, I was invited to her party, and uh, she kept telling everybody she was 103. Yeah. She was really 102. Ah. Uh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> so, Man. So her, her daughter had to say, finally tell her that, Mother, you're you're 102, not 103. And she she looked up. She's sharp as a tack right at the uh, – I think she lives to be 105. But uh, the uh, she said, I think you're wrong about that. I think I'm 103, so she started figuring and thinking. And then finally, after about 30, 40 minutes, she said, he, she was right. I was 100. I'm 102, not 103. Yeah. I said, well, congratulations. You just got younger. Yeah, you're getting younger every day. <laughs> <laughs> she was a neat gal. If every day you could kind of do that, that yeah, would, yeah. turn that back. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, Millburgers is... Uh, Took all their stuff in. Yeah, they protected everything, and, and that's good. But you know, you can uh, still find the stuff. It's just protected yeah, in the greenhouses yeah. and stuff. And you'll be protected in the greenhouse too. Yeah, but uh, the what people don't understand, uh, there were there they could have probably gotten away with leaving pansies and uh, uh, some of the winter hardy annuals out. And probably even gotten away with leaving the citrus out. But uh, the problem is, uh, for, for nursery, the, it's the cosmetic value. Yeah. In other words, the, the plants have got to look good, not just be alive, but they've got to look good. Well, and that's uh, the situation we're faced with. You mentioned the pansies are even there a little bit this year, but the... Snapdragons and stocks—they—they yeah, yeah. they look like they're about done for. But if you <laughs> look, if you look close at them, most of them have a the base is yeah. still got the leaves that are are fine, and uh, you know you can prune that uh, uh, dead part off. Except I wouldn't until all the, yeah. this cold weather is done. But uh, what'll happen uh, seems to happen every year. The They'll re recover oh, yeah. in a couple of weeks, and then in a month or so, they'll start that uh, spring bloom phase, yeah. which is which really out. pretty spectacular. Yeah. yeah. They, so uh, you got your choice. You can yeah. you can get some new, have immediate snapdragons and pansies mm -hmm. and such, or you can let if you you've got some in your garden, you can kind of let them recover. Yeah, don't you, pull them up. Yeah, you can do both because you got probably got plenty of space oh, and yeah. if you're like me you never pull the zinnias out so now <laughs> oh lord but the zinnias do not recover they don't come back to no. the <laughs> so there's plenty of space if you had zinnias but you know what will come back larkspur oh <laughs> gosh it didn't even get faded <laughs> is that right <laughs> yeah and another uh, one is the blue curl that yeah, we've, yeah. we've talked I, about i need to try that so yeah you do that's a that's a <laughs> pretty spectacular plant it would be one. the The reason I like it, it's attractive, mm -hmm. and it it'll bloom in the sun or the shade. And it starts blooming pretty early, and it's got one of those. Uh, it's got a, uh, the nectar is really popular with the butterflies, butterflies mm. and the hummingbirds. Yeah, and it uh, kind of fills that gap until the mist flower and the and yeah. the zinnias come yeah. on. So, uh, it's I, I know we. 
going to feature it in the uh, certified butterfly garden, but it. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know why we why we don't see a lot of it. Out. That's what I was getting ready to ask. I, I'm always suspicious about yeah. things. Why we haven't seen it on the market or heard of it before? It uh, came up every year in my yard in the shade. But I just never appreciated it, you know. I just let it mm-hmm. bloom back there, and then um, somebody must have brought it to my attention that why, why don't you get that out there? <laughs> or maybe I saw the but. Oh, I know what it was. Is the the butter? I got into the butterflies, yeah. and, and then okay. noticed that it was a very popular mm-hmm. nectar source with the butterflies. Well, did, didn't you, didn't you say uh, some of the wildflower people sold it? Uh, Places well, wild well, seed had it for a while, but uh, they uh, they haven't had it in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, um, our friends. Uh, the, what's the other People one? People in Kerrville. Yeah. Uh, outside of Kerrville, uh, native native plant or uh, yeah, what yeah. the native seed? Sup- supposedly, plant. they have yeah. they have the seed. That's right. I, I, when I was looking looking it up. I, and if you, uh, I've been, uh, oh, in, in my columns in the uh, weekly newspapers all around the region, mm-hmm. I've been encouraging uh, gardeners uh, to make, make the seed or some transplants available to their neighbors and their fellow gardeners mm-hmm. and just so we can get it uh, spread out. Uh, it just uh, surprises me that it isn't, isn't too wide or used. I'll have to call, call around and see why it isn't. Now it's planted. It's not as uh, specific as the blue bonnets as far as planting in the fall and oh, blooming no. in the spring. It's not fussy. You plant yours in the yeah. Now it is. It's a. Uh, it's not a. Uh, it's not a real discipline plant. You know, it get, if it's in good soil, it gets big and if mm-hmm. it's in sun or shade so it takes advantage of whatever uh, growing situation it is but that's that's, uh, that's like good and bad yeah. yeah um but we'll have to we'll have to get more gardeners uh trying it and see if there's something that i've missed in its desirability <laughs> which I can have you know i can't imagine what it is cause you uh and it's, uh, First the, thing I think about is Afghan pines <laughs> or something, you know. The uh, uh, the flowers blue, right? Blue, yeah. Well, there's not a lot of blue flowers. Yeah, so and that's they're another advantage. blue curl is what I we yeah. call them. Blue advantage. That's advantage. Okay, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. If you want to talk about the weather and how it affected your plants, you call us at two one zero. They killed them, Elder. Okay, I didn't kill them. Yes. No. <laughs> Some of them are alive. The roots are alive. The roots are alive. Okay. Yeah. What is that? The tops. What's that? Your blue bonnets? No, I asked him. <laughs> I asked people if they wanted to call in and talk about their plants in the cold weather. And Jerry said, they've killed them. <laughs> killed them all. Down to the ground. And it humiliated them before it did. And so... Uh, well, the... Uh, you know, I got some uh, uh, fanic flocks. From all yeah, that's listeners. right. Oh, I gotta check on and that. For, for the last few freezes, it didn't kill them. It didn't kill the tops, but this one took yeah. them, took them all the way to the ground. Yeah, okay. I, mine mine are uh, 
uh, have it's kind of like the Snapdragon situation. Mm-hmm. They've got each plant seems to have some intact At the stems yeah. and yeah leaves. So I have I didn't uh, bother trying to uh, protect them. But of course, mine are in containers, most of them, and they're oh, close against the house oh, or yeah. under that'd make the fruit a big trees difference. or by a shed or something. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they, one, that's another fine, fine plant. One thing, you know, we were all concerned over the uh, lack of cold weather for the peaches. Oh, yeah. Did we reach uh, uh, well, the chilling hours? We, we sure took a... Took a uh, added quite a few chill hours below 45 degrees and and of course who who reports in all the time yeah is, uh, dennis is dennis i ran he says reminder these uh, okay. okay it could have been higher or lower <laughs> he's a he starts out these te- these temperatures are time stamped a specific time Mm-hmm. It could have been higher or lower in the previous 59 minutes, and it could be have, have been higher or lower the 59 minutes after that time. I want, I, I want Dennis to be more specific from, uh, <laughs> from now. Well, he's only two hours early or two hours late. <laughs> All right. Well, but in, 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 he always get a kick out of his geography lesson too you know there's always a, a comment at the end or if you were in Kerrville this is what happened or okay. yeah or Austin yeah what, Johnson what City happened, what happened in Kerrville was those trucks back up, up yeah and I Kerrville to Junction that was a mess wasn't that something I felt so sorry for those uh, truckers big truckers that cost them a lot of money yeah well, and then, and everybody that was stuck in between, maybe didn't cost everybody money, but a pretty uncomfortable situation. I heard oh, twelve yeah. hours. Wow, I, I didn't hear that. Wow, I that's... think I heard that. Holy yeah. cow! You know, you uh, you might run out of gas if you're trying to get your car on for the heat. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, if you're trying, if you're just letting the engine run because you need the heat. Yeah. And just think, if you brought your ki- children or grandchildren along, <laughs> oh, or geez. there was a, there was an article or Jerry. Oh, yeah. why? <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the old people, what do you do with those old people? Yeah. But there was an article, too, that I, and I never, I have to admit, I hadn't thought a lot about this, about the dangers of having your pets along when you go on oh, expeditions. Yeah. Because, you know, it's one thing to watch out for yourself and mm-hmm. stay warm enough and and not get in the traffic, but... Your your pets, if you got your dogs and everything, that's an extra yeah. problem, a real challenge that adds yeah. to it. But the good news is the meat lasts longer. Uh, once they get cold, I'm you can free. send your nasty emails <laughs> to Dr. Jerry Parsons. <laughs> what? Uh, We're so just looking at the practicality. What's the statement? The, yeah, the, the, the opinions the, are purely yes. his own. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, purely In his fact, own. We, we've, we've modified the, pure, the, the opinions of Dr. Jerry Parsons are purely his own. <laughs> don't we, don't, have, don't we have else. an upper limit on age for this group <laughs> or something? that you know? When Jerry's crossed yeah. another line. I'll, I'm I'll, thinking. I'll, yeah, his birthday I'll was yesterday. what I said. Uh, by the time the show's over. Okay, but other people will not, and they can... 
Um, I bet there were people that thought of that. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> There's probably a reason. Anyway, but. starting at 9 a.m. Oh, 51. And somebody poo-pooed the rain last weekend. Oh, we're not going to get rain. La, 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 uh, la. They must have heard that in Austin because they got over seven inches. Well, yeah, we, how'd we do? We got two plus. Yeah. Two yeah. Plus. Which was a significant. Yeah, it was, was all great. frozen to my windshield. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I was telling them earlier. I'm, I'm driving around with a big sleet of ice in my truck. It, uh, it, it doesn't drain out the bed real well. Um, I've been there. Yeah, so <laughs> trying to figure out what I can do with the ice. Oh, quick! Lock the door. Here yeah. comes Mark. Uh oh. Yeah, I'm hauling ice. If you know what I mean. Anyway, sorry. So anyway. Uh, 9.51 a.m. on 2.3.22, uh, ending at 10.51 a.m. on 2.4.22. So I ba- basically... 26 talk into the mic. continuous hours. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, depending on, of course, 59 minutes before and after that time. What total of twenty nine hours freezing? Uh, could be up to thirty three hours of freezing. Well, the the freezing too. Fre- freezing uh, it's or forty chill hours. Yeah, Fre- freezing. So the t- the chill hours could be m- much, much higher. higher than that. Yeah, yeah. It will be much higher than that. Yeah. Hey, let's talk to Todd real quick and answer his question two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hey, Todd. Welcome to Millburgers hey. Gardening, South Texas. How you doing? What's happening with your rosemary? Yeah, great. Thanks for taking my call. I uh, quick question. So I got a rosemary, uh, small bush in a probably a five gallon pot or so. And when I pulled it up uh, to move it inside for the freeze, I noticed that uh, several of the roots had gone into the uh, mulch and the dirt below it. So when I take it back outside, what should I do? Should, should I cut off those roots or? Uh, or repot it, or or just um, wondering what to do. Can so, you, sounds like you're ready for a bigger pot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or we a new house in a couple of weeks. Yeah, so that might be part of it. Yeah. All, all of your choices would work, though. You can oh, cut okay. those. You can cut those roots off. The problem with the bigger pot, of course, if it fits perfectly for your your little herb garden, and you don't want it any bigger, then uh, you've got the right size. But uh, I think a lot of folks are faced with that. With yeah, and not you, just rosemary. You can cut off the very bottom of the roots, which, which usually are circling the pot anyway, and then you can okay. split it down the side. I was, I was trying to split think of that. There's some, there's some plants, oh, well, blackberries where they escape, mm-hmm. and there it's almost impossible to, to oh, yeah. cut them off. You end up with blackberries everywhere. But, <laughs> But I think there's uh, lots of other plants like that too. That you then they're performing very well in their containers, and then two or three years later you have to move them like that. And you, oh yeah. Well, there must be something <laughs> wrong here that's not moving. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, thanks. Uh, yeah. Time for another quick question. Yep. Real quick. Good okay, luck. I've got some purple hearts that we transplanted from our neighbors. Just put them in a pot for. Uh, to hold them until we moved our house. We thought it was going to be, but so we're moving next week. Um, it's okay that they've been in the pot for about a, a year. Is it okay, or probably about six months? Okay, just to put those in the ground and with some new dirt around uh, some 
uh, live oaks that we have? Yeah, they've been in a pot and uh, outside or inside? Outside. You you didn't protect them? Have you? Oh, well, have I brought you... them in. Uh, I brought them in for the freeze. So, but but oh, they're normally okay. they're outside. But they, yeah, they're fine right now. So where did you have them in your bedroom? Now you'll have uh, <laughs> plants growing in your Thankfully, bedroom. We, yeah, yeah. Thankfully, we have a small porch, uh, so <laughs> they're not uh, bothering well, us. Well, he's moving, so it wouldn't make a difference. Yeah. Uh, if they if they have if they frozen if had frozen down, uh, the root's still alive. Now, Jerry, okay. Jerry's been in in business here for thirty plus years, and you can follow where he has been <laughs> during the whole period based on the purple hearts. There you go. That have uh, fallen off of his trunk or out of his pocket. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Trace remembers when we had oh, the yes. nursery nursery uh, bags uh, and ba- bags <laughs> of purple heart. Purple heart would show up at the store. Yeah, we, this is for Jerry. Oh yeah, <laughs> we uh, yeah, the uh, that was the only t- that was the, o- the reason we did that was because that was the only thing that was living at that time. Uh, somewhere, that somewhere around there we had like 90 days above 100 degrees or something. Oh, yeah, terrible. They were complaining about the water. And we uh, we got o- overwhelmed at the extension <laughs> office, and so we, you could, we couldn't use any more. So we just said, well, just pile them in the corner over there are those plants. Oh, yeah. And, of course, the next thing we knew, the uh, the pile in the corner was uh, almost yeah, the was extension office itself was lifted over, off the yeah. foundation <laughs> the uh i bet you there's still remnants of those around somewhere trace i, I wouldn't doubt from, it from wolves and whatever but anyway uh that's a tough plant and uh i've ha- i've had it for years growing in solid stone and my neighbor just put in a real nice manicured bed of it and she's new to the area and uh it froze down the first first hard freeze it froze to the ground and i told her fear not it's coming back and she said i don't know it looks pretty dead to me i said yeah give it about a month or six weeks and so it it's come back with a vengeance now after the freeze it's down again. It's uh, yeah. frozen down to the ground again. Now, the good news is... It's like Rocky. It'll keep getting back up. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I took some to Tennessee one year and put it out. They and, let you cross the border with it? Well, <laughs> yeah, well that one time, you can't, can't go back. No, <laughs> and I planted it out in front of my mother's house, and... Uh, it's frozen. They get zero there up there at minus temperature, and it freezes to the ground every year. But when it comes up, it's got those pretty purple spikes, you would call them, or new leaves coming up. It's actually prettier. Uh, if people would uh, shred it back periodically, uh, it it keep it looking pretty. But uh, <laughs> like when we were doing that... Uh, that uh, taking accumulating the, the purple hearts in different nurseries and whatever, uh, I, I had people call me mainly for doing the program 
because they were scared to thin or to weed out their purple heart because they were worried there were snakes in there. I, I thought that, you were going to go the other way. They, it got that big. Fool, why do you want that plant all over the state? <laughs> but uh, uh, He did. He did quickly abandon the purple heart once. Well, they got more than he wanted yeah. in uh, a yeah. short period of time. <laughs> now, did we finish helping Todd? I think so. Okay. Todd, you okay? Okay. We must have got the answer. If he's I think so. <laughs> All right. So we're going to take a quick break and come back in a moment. 210-308. We should say hello to Mark Peterson. We will too. after the break. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. It's a special day for you to shine. Friends all around with cheers and wishes, candles on a cake that's just delicious. It's all for you today, cause it's birthday time. That's right, Dolly. This one's for you. Cause it's birthday time. What a day for celebrating. There'll be songs and Back to Millburgers Garden. Good. You like that? Dolly did that just for you. I bet you did. She's from Tennessee, just like him. That's yeah. what I heard. That's All right. Dollyville is. <laughs> okay. Do you want to do you want us to bring it up? It'll be in. Okay. 210-308-8867. Real quick, talk about Spider-Man termite and pest control. If they're bugging you, whatever they are. Uh, if they've got four legs or many legs or they're <laughs> a scurry or burrow or whatever you got, uh, those insects or pests or rodents, Spider-Man, termite, and pest control can come over, take a look, and figure out how to get rid of them and get rid of them. Um, they've been doing this since 1976. They're going to work with you, uh, talk about all the options that are available, talk about what your needs and concerns are. So you really got a nice relationship with the folks over at Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. Uh, and they're going to look at it holistically. So they're going to find out what's causing the problem uh, as well as the problem and fix the whole situation. So you'll have a situation where you'll be happy with them and they'll probably be the last termite and pest control folks you get at spider-man termite and pest control i was talking to warren earlier this week he's doing okay so uh 210-656-3721 210-656-3721 online at go spidermanpest.com it's just that easy go spidermanpest.com all right 210-308-8867 uh we'll get to kathy Kathy Lind on the line, and then uh, we'll talk to Mark Peterson. Hi, Kathy. How are you? I'm good, guys. How are y'all doing? It's doing Kathy great. Linda. <laughs> how y'all been? Oh, We're good. Doing great. Well, I tried to talk, uh, call you yesterday for your birthday, Dr. Parsons, but you don't answer your phone. Uh, no. um, so I just wanted, uh, I just, <laughs> I just wanted to call so it. I didn't want to answer the phone. Yeah, I don't blame you. Mine's tomorrow, <laughs> so I won't be answering mine either. <laughs> well, I appreciate um, I just y'all remembering to... and everything. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Uh, the I'll girls be doing okay? 
they're all doing fine. Everybody's uh, doing wonderful. Jennifer's the one that was like, you need to call Dr. Parson. I said, he doesn't answer his phone. I'll call him on the radio show. <laughs> That'll work. <laughs> In fact, we were reminiscing this morning. She took me out to eat because she's got to work tomorrow. She took me out to eat. And she said, do you remember how Jerry would, um, you know, insist on bringing his own salsa if it was a restaurant that didn't have good salsa? And then, um, I don't know if you remember this, but when we would go to that Chinese restaurant, they had those little glasses. You yeah. started saving all the big to-go cups, and you'd pull them out from behind your back seat and start passing them out. There you go. And that would make yeah. the waitresses kind of upset. Oh, my gosh. They would be, no, 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 you can't do that. No, no, no. <laughs> As I was pouring they, the tea. Oh, okay. And, and uh and uh, they would have potting soil and stuff on them, and, and you gave <laughs> one to Dee one time, and oh. she goes, Jerry, these are dirty. And you go, well, you don't have to take it if you don't want it. <laughs> Man, that sounds like Jerry. Yeah, potting soil oh, is yeah. good for you. you know. Yeah, it's a well, probiotics. A, a, little yeah, crunch, yeah. a little crunch in your tea, it's okay. There you go. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, thank I'm you. I'm glad you all are doing okay, and uh, thanks for calling and remembering. Yeah, Christy's, uh, Christy has a couple sheep, and they had twins last year in March. Well, this year she had triplets uh, four days Who? ago. Crazy. Uh, Christy's sheep. Oh, Christy. Yeah, okay. Yeah, she got some sheep, and they had triplets. Oh, so, smokes. Right. Yeah, Christy they're adorable. Christy didn't have the sheep. Triplets, the sheep had triplets. <laughs> No, yeah. Oh, no, no triplets. No, no. <laughs> so she's filling but Grandma's anyway. uh, babysitting calendar up pretty good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so trying to keep them warm through this cold snap. I was worried about them, but she's like, Mom, they're farm animals. They'll be fine. <laughs> cool. And they well, were, they were oh. out there skipping around in the sunshine, so they were okay. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Alrighty. Thank so much Thanks for calling. calling. That was nice of you. You're Thanks welcome. It's good to hear you guys again. Y'all take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Talk to you okay. later. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. 210-308-8867. That was nice. If you haven't heard, yesterday was Dr. Parsons' birthday. Yeah. That was one of my volunteers. And you turned 100. Early volunteer. Yeah. and her two daughters. Yeah. Early volunteer. And you turned 103? Yeah. Man, you look great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I feel 100. Mark Peterson is here with us. Happy birthday, sir. Thank yeah. you. Sir. How are you doing, Mark? I'm doing fine. Good. I'm doing wonderful. He's, yeah. yeah, he's not 103. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, I, yeah, I feel like 103. <laughs> well, what's going on, sir? Oh, I just, uh, can you see where I, all that coffee is on my cup? Right? Yeah. Well, yeah, I spilled that this morning when I read a certain article. Oh, the dear. Paper. So, have you, have you read that article? Which one? Neil's. Have you looked at Neil's? Stuff? I've just seen the spider mite deal. Uh, yeah, there you go. That's what. That's where I spilled all my coffee. <laughs> on that. Um, I p- what I happened? Made, I made a point of point, pointing it out to did, him. Did it? Yeah, I said, hmm, um, I don't yeah, think hmm, spider mites no, no, prosper well, in the cold because weather. Because <laughs> when do we say spider mites are a problem? <laughs> in the heat of the summer. Uh, now. Yeah, anyway, the, I, could, I could go on and on, the, but I'll let you... These are frost-tolerant spider mites. Are they? (laughs) You know, there's two kinds. There's the summer spider mites and they're frost-tolerant. Is that right? Uh Yeah. Uh Is that new? 
Yeah, yeah that's very new. new. <laughs> okay. It's <laughs> recently been new. identified. Yeah. Okay. Only and Neil Sperry the, knows about them? Yeah. Then the other was talking about turf grass and management of turf grass. I thought David would, would keel over. I was, I'm glad he talked to you. David Rodriguez. Yeah, no, no. It was, no, it's, it was anti-Mark and David oh, management okay. oh. ideas. So, so you anyway, were, I just yeah. So I you was, were riled up about. I was riled up. I spilled coffee all over my sweatshirt. And okay, you clearly <laughs> cannot be drinking coffee while reading the newspaper That's anymore. Right. Not on my. But you know there was. Trace just gave me the okay. Okay. Uh, and then the other article. Yes. Calvin's wonderful article about the rodeo tomato. Except the name was not very. The, the, the name is I, I blame Doctor Parsons <laughs> is what it is. But usually corrects the name. <laughs> yeah, not all the time. Yeah. What, so what's the name? The name is STM2255. And it's a sackle? And, 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 and Fred? I, 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 yeah, I go with Fred. Yeah, Fred. There you go, Fred. <laughs> and uh, Trace just gave me permission. says they will have them maybe on Thursday. Yeah, they make they come maybe, in. So maybe on Thursday. Yeah, well, and we're not losing anything other than just the... The article. No, it's still little, February. So. And you don't, right. yeah, it's much easier if you don't have to deal with uh, transplanting when it's 28 degrees out. <laughs> so let the, ho- let the ho- wholesale and retail nurseries handle them for a while until, but not too long because one of the keys there with that rodeo tomato and all our good tomatoes are that you got to move relatively fast to get the ones that you want. Yeah. As w- as uh, we uh, all right, do you, our do you phone, think our, yeah. our listeners move really, really fast? Some of them do. Some so them what does do. STM stand for? Uh, that's, I don't know. You you told me a long, long time ago well, what, what the, the it's numbers. A, it's, a, it's a semen. Uh, it, it's resistant to certain things, and that's yeah, and that's part what, of that's it. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. The STM, that part? No, oh, S- it's a manufacturer? STM is a company. Uh, yeah. Oh, Sat- okay. Satel, okay. I thought was what we went to seed company. Anyway, well, that's something right. we'll have to explore. With okay. Yeah. yeah. If anybody knows, Trace will know. Call that number. What's that number again? Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. So right. I just I just came by to to relieve myself of my angst and oh, oh that did you, well, did you find the bathroom then? Yeah. <laughs> have you relieved <laughs> yourself sufficiently? <laughs> <laughs> Spiritually, uh, what okay. is uh, well, Mark? As long as you're here, and I, you know, I always try to take advantage of your knowledge of trees, um, forestry, and everything. What uh, is the situation in terms of uh, anything special in shade trees that can people? Is it still it's reasonable still, it's still to still planting plant time? Them? This is the opportune time to plant. Uh, trees and shrubs and most woody per- perennials. So go ahead uh, when uh, they eventually get going here and uncover everything uh, Sunday next week. And come mm-hmm. on by and get some trees. And it does warm up next week. Yeah. I was telling uh, Jerry and Milton about, you know, I've been bragging on the, on the, uh, uh, on my whoppers. Mm-hmm. How beautiful they've been right up through the winter and everything. Well, this last freeze yeah. just flattened them. They just got mush now. They Yeah, they I was going to say those big leaves, they turn to mush yeah. and freezes. But, uh, you know, the begonias are, are pretty 
there's quite a few winters when they have managed to uh, to make it through if they're in slightly yeah, think about it. Back sheltered home, area. Back home, they'll, they'll last late into the fall. So, so they don't they don't mind cold weather. I think I think our cold weather here was a little. Yeah. <laughs> it got down to what, what was 22? I think yeah, 21, 22. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think some of them, uh, depending on where, where, where your plants are, some of them will perk, will send out shoots too, just like we're talking about the snapdragons and uh, even oh. the stocks. Yeah. That's what reminded me another thing I want to come over. Yes, Calvin converted me. Converted you? Yeah. Yeah. To the, the blue curl. Oh. Efficient. Okay. The, the, uh, the club. Uh, you at the blue uh, curl club? Yeah. Last year or the year before, Calvin converted me to the blue curl club denomination. Well. <laughs> <So. laughs> So where, where one of the meetings to the blue, blue curl denomination. Yeah, where where are you, where did you plant them? Oh no, it just, just said, oh. uh, recommended it in our articles, which I have a wonderful article at GardenStyleSanAntonio.com. dot com. Okay, on oh. blue flowers. Oh, so I list all the the oh, blue flowers yeah. for that, Jerry. Mm. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, wake up. <laughs> He's, reading. No, no. He's reading articles. Oh, All right. the blue flowers that can grow in San Antonio. I wrote an article on that. You said you, there there are a few. Mm-hmm. There are very few, but there are some, so yeah, I wrote so an article. Blue Plumbago. You know, and I don't know how many years ago, but Jerry, blue curl? you wrote a blue article on blue, f- blue flowers, but it was a number of years How many ago. more are there? How many am I missing? 12 years. I had like four or five. Four, four or five, five more. Uh, four or five more? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. Larkspur? Plum, plum, <laughs> plumbago, of course. Yeah. yeah, I did plumbago. I got plumbago, blue bonnet, and um, blue, curl. blue curl. Blue curl. Um, and uh, the one that gets real blue in Alaska and uh, in Michigan and... Um, Hydrangea? Vinca? No. <laughs> uh, blue. The ground vinca. It's how little it's a lo- it's a low growing. That uh, that's a leadwort or a dwarf plumbago. Yeah, yeah, that's mm. one. And then there's cornflower or dayflower. Those yeah. are blue. Um, I forget all I had, but yeah. I had I had like ten. Now now I've uh, no, yeah I now I, think about my it. old age. I'll yeah. have to be thinking <laughs> yeah. about It'll this. Or he will scream it out in the middle of the show. We'll be talking about something very serious. Or you know what they could do? What they could go to GardenStyleSanAntonio.com and what? look up. My old articles. <laughs> I'm gonna cheat. <laughs> you think you you th- you you don't know what I'm which one I'm thinking about, do you? I don't know. You have to a little bit more. Yeah, it was here it goes fine here, but it does not get that intense blue like the cool yeah. cool nights in Michigan or Minnesota or the yeah, where I already remember that it was in Alaska with just spectacular uh the blue the blue oh, color. Wallflower, is it? Hmm? Wallflower. Yeah, it's a, that, I'm, I'm thinking wallflowers. What are you describing? No, oh, this, no? This, one, this one is a, is a, it's not a little popular crocus. Uh, bedding flower. It's not a little crocus, is it? No, okay. but that's another good one. Say, yep. Crocus. So I'm on the garden style San Antonio. Where do I go? You go to articles. Okay, garden articles. Ah. Now you could just go simply go through them all to uh. hit mine, or you can just scroll down, see my picture. Oh, okay. And I got then, well, there's some good stuff. That. We got uh, lessons what? learned from winter storm Yuri. Yeah, that's what I talked about. I said that that's my article that was coming out a couple okay. weeks ago. 
Okay, bye. Oh, I see some blue flowers. Happy blues for the garden. There you go. What did you, you see any names on him? Yeah, he's he's going to scroll down and look Mark at it. Mark Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Peterson or Peterson. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Let's see. Okay, do you want to know do you want to cheat? Mealy blue, Mealy blue sage. Mealy no. cup blue sage. Uh, Mealy cup. That, those are good. Well, with the, the the selections like Henry and Victoria, so. Sage are good. Indigo spires. Yeah, well that, that's one of the sage, so. Mm-hmm. Majestic sage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did a, a bunch of sages. Lead wart, and that which Calvin just talked about? Yeah, no, that's the uh, the little dwarf Plumbago. Oh, a.k.a. Dwarf Plumbago. Plumbago. Lobelia. Lobelia. Yeah, that's, yeah, what, that's what you were going to scream out. Yeah. yeah. No, Lobelia. And uh, th- there are parts of Lobelia that are, are not good for pets or if oh. you eat it. And so there was a debate whether we should include it. Really? I said, I include it. Just put the little note there. What, what did the pets supposedly do? It, you, you have to eat the whole plant. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry and I have talked about this you know, over the years. The plant has to eat the whole plant to, to get nauseous. Yeah, the, be- I'm the, like, the best thing to do with Lobelia is to put some chocolate out there around it <laughs> so the pet can eat the chocolate with the Lobelia. Send your emails directly <laughs> to Dr. Jerry Parsons. We have to give your email address. We may have to create our own email. <laughs> the advice of the, the host. Uh, the ho- purely, purely, purely. The presenters purely are not. Own. Indicative now of you the station. You, you don't have blue plumbago in your article. Oh, he's got it about fifteen times. Well, no, I, I got all the sages, but I didn't have the blue blue one. I had to choose. I had to keep it relatively good. Oh, so I was looking at all the That's the fine. really intense blues. So wait, scroll down. Did you? So I found a, blue bonnets yeah. and blue curls. Blue curl. Now this, you have it as a plural. Is that okay? Oh, you yeah. have everything as a curl. What is the? Uh, did he list the Latin with that? Of which one? Blue curl. Uh, uh, if I remember, there was, there was a couple. congesta? That's the one. Okay. Wow. Did, the, I, did the, I come close to pronouncing it? What was the genus? Say, say it again. Say the genus. Which is, so, is it genus yeah, No, you species? did it correctly. No. The is first one is the genus. genus. That's what I thought. And you did it correctly. Oh, Facilia. Facilia. P-H. Yeah. They're growing Facilia. so well. Because yeah. there is a <laughs> Asian variety. Okay. That is considered invasive down on the in Florida oh, and okay. these guys. So, so I had to re- review it a couple of times to make sure I had the correct one. Ooh, we got a good question coming up, and we'll keep Mark for this one, and then we'll take a break. Bob is on the line with a question. Hey, Bob, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing? Good. How about you? Doing great, man. What's going on with your trees? Well, I have I've lost a number of limbs, but uh, uh, from the ice. And I'm wondering if it doesn't, if the ice doesn't break the limb but makes it bend way over, does stressing a tree by bending it like that strengthen it? There is what's called reaction wood, and whether it's a conifer or hardwood, it has a different name. So I always try to remember reaction. Yeah, it will form a, a wood on it. If it's a long period of time, uh, the cells will start generating um, structure to uh, react against that. And I, and so it, it will develop some strength, but generally, once the ice is gone, it pops right back to its original state. Fruit trees, see, we yeah. see that a lot. Yeah. And they, they generally 
They don't break off. They yeah. generally yeah. go back to the regular. They go back to the, but if you would look inside and look at all the physiology, they're, they're, the cells do change. They do react to the external force. I got a I got a Vitex, a, a real old one that I list all. I have all my bird feeders on and suet and everything, and with the free with this ice on there too, I, I had to d- take a double look there. I say something's <laughs> wrong there. That's there. There everything is two feet from the ground instead of six feet from the ground. Uh, so, yeah. but uh, th- but don't worry. The bottom line is don't worry. Well, I think he wants to know if they come back stronger if they didn't break. Yes. Okay. Bob, does that help you? Uh-oh. Bob. Oh, he fainted. I think so. Mm. All right. But that's good news. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Listen to this. Facilia. Where did it go? Okay. Congesta is great. It grows in the spring and has nectar. What do you think? For both. <laughs> then you got to go. For both. <laughs> Oh, folks, right. All right. We'll take a break and come back in one moment. Jerry's leaving now after I sang. Apparently, he feels ill. He feels ill. Well, you know what? Clear the way. Clear the way. You have to take a trip to the bathroom. Uh, right? yeah, no, that's no. not a compliment. So, is this a hard break? Is this, this is a long no, break? This is, this, this is a soft break. So, we'll be back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. All right. We're back with Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Okay. Are you, are you okay? Can you? You got, you got some? Uh, yeah, I got to come up. Cold. Yeah, that's weird. I don't know why it's... Uh, it's fighting you today. There we go. See if that's I'm a little okay better. Now. All right. So you want to talk about FM twenty two fifty five? No, STM twenty two fifty five. Let Calvin do. Okay, Calvin. <laughs> you want to talk about? Tell us what's in your article, or I'll, or I'll tease, well, tease your article a little bit. Yeah, we can w- remind everybody about the process. Every year, um, the extension service, led by David Rodriguez and Larry Stein, and of course. With uh, the help of uh, Jerry, of course, Jerry used to be the most prominent part of the team. Now he assists the team along with the master gardeners. And a play dad. Oh. And uh, (laughs) and they they go through and uh, compare. They compare uh, all the tomatoes that are available. And based on how they react to our soil and our weather, then after two or three years, if they identify... One that's the the basically the champion, the rodeo tomato, and that's the one we promote. Promote, and uh, usually it's promoted through uh, sales at the at the rodeo. Uh, this year there won't be sales at the rodeo because of the the uh, the weather and the COVID, COVID situation, yeah. but there will be sales at Meal Burgers yep. and uh, most of the all the local nurseries, right. and. Uh, we mentioned in the article too that one of the advantages are be based on the performance. You know, it's got good disease resistance. It's got good size. We think it's going to pretty good taste too. We want you to mm-hmm. compare it. Um, and uh, also, uh, some nurseries 
specifically Milberger's designates one day when everything sold, all of those uh, tomatoes uh, sold, rodeo tomatoes will, the money will go towards uh, supporting the Master Gardener Youth Gardening Program. So that's a real advantage, and that's that's one of the reasons to watch and to get involved early so that you can get your good tomatoes, but also uh, support youth gardening here in the San Antonio area. And then we talk about potting up uh, tomatoes because, the, uh, you know, mo- a lot of our gardeners out there, if we hadn't mentioned it, would probably <laughs> be calling us up and say, hey, you guys, we can't plant tomatoes now. It's too cold, <laughs> and which is uh, absolutely true. And so what we do is we pot them we them up. Hopefully you can get the, don't throw any of your containers yeah, away like we used to do it. Recycle, <laughs> recycle them. The best recycling is to keep them because they're, they're getting harder and harder to find. And get yourself some potting soil and plant the tomatoes in, in a one to three gallon container. And then uh, put them in the sun but out of the wind. Right. And a- after you, of course, fertilize the heck out of them with uh, Osmocote Plus. And the idea is they'll they'll really put on some growth and then, say, March 15th, sometime between March 15th and April 15th, the weather will be good. Put them in the garden and then they'll be they'll be ready to produce tomatoes. And, and soil temperature yeah. would have warmed up yeah. in the garden. You know, and the if you live in a small town ever, <laughs> There's always always the first tomato of the oh, yeah. year shows up in the paper. Yeah, <laughs> and, oh. and they are they do that uh, in Minnesota too. Oh huh? gosh, yeah. <laughs> and every one of those, uh, uh, I, I, if you f- can find somebody that ha- gets the first tomato without doing that potting up mm-hmm. situation, uh, you, it'll surprise the heck out of me. <laughs> Especially here, you can you oh, gain yeah. a whole you gain them. A month, mm-hmm. although now now that you now that we sell those one gallon size That's tomatoes, right. that changes the, the dynamics a little bit. It's just like those. getting a smaller one and letting it grow, or, mm-hmm. or you can wait and get the one gallon. Yeah, and that that's the way those gallons that they are sold here grow. They uh, they seed them. They seed them uh, all at the same time. And uh, then they are. I think I think the tomatoes this year, Trace has pretty well gone to uh, four and a half inch, the larger uh, pot, which helps. Yeah. Uh, transplant shock, but it also helps when you're putting them in gallons, containers. Yeah, well I got so spoiled. Those four and a half uh, container, four and a oh half inch yeah. containers are so much easier to. You've got more tolerance in terms of watering and weather reaction. Yeah. Um, and so it makes it a little easier. Of course, it's uh, they're a little more expensive, too. Yeah. But the peat pot has uh, it's been we've been using it for 40 years with commercial growers well, and, and everything else. We pride ourselves we pr- <laughs> on, on, on the tests we'd run, <laughs> and they would do, do just, just as oh well. Oh, yeah. If you d- you're conscientious and uh, 
follow the recommendations. They, they do real well. But uh, the nice thing about the uh, four-and-a-half-inch containers that they're sold in, it uh, takes a little bit longer to grow the plant, uh, transplant, and, of course, it's, it's a little more expensive because it takes a little bit longer to grow it. But uh, uh, when you knock them out, the roots are exposed, so when you put them in the, in the garden soil, they take that right off and expand their root system. Yeah, and we've got quite a root, like a three times, four times the root capacity already. Right, absolutely. So that's... It's fun. The peat peat pot was its <laughs> was good in its day, and it was mainly grown so uh, people could uh, get inexpensive uh, plants. Well, that's been brought to our attention too. Uh, we've had uh, a number of gardeners call and say, "Hey, I like I you know I've got the time to give my tomatoes and other plants some attention, so I." And I did really well with the peapots. How come I can't find them? <laughs> well, you know, if if you feel that way about it, you can grow them yourself in the own, their, your own four and a half inch container. Most of, when we're talking about potting up, we're talking about gallon size containers. What is that? A number one? Number one now, yes. <laughs> uh, number one, but uh, they're hard. They got a hard, uh, hard, it's hard plastic, made out of hard plastic. So you can keep them from year to year if you keep them out of the sun, especially, and uh, reuse them all the time. But uh, some of the the pots are are that flimsy plastic, and uh, you want to use the hard plastic pots. And let's also uh, uh, promote, and I I know we we generally do this, too. We compare uh, everybody on the the rodeo tomato, uh, taste taste test it again. Yeah. Have, you know, almost all all the gardeners in San Antonio area, uh, Central Texas, have a favorite tomato. Mm -hmm. That's their favorite taste. And then... uh, uh, Compare that to the new rodeo tomato mm. and see which one is better. And I if hear it's the typical. You'll have a kind of a mixed bag. Yeah. Some people like this one better than another one. That 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 was uh, not quite the same when we introduced Ruby Crush and mm. uh, BHN 968. That's true. Because both of those <laughs> are, are pretty out consistently outstanding, and the remarkable thing is they're so. D- they're so different. They're different. Uh, you can different flavors. Yeah, you taste. can identify the taste is different. Yeah. And I hear this one, the twenty two fifty five, has a good vine ripe v- flavor. Yeah, you that's you what they that. all say. Okay, I hear it's versatile. <laughs> that's what they An all adoptive say. variety, high yield potential, good <laughs> shelf life potential. Okay, what does that mean, Melton? I don't know. I'm just uh, I'm, <laughs> rea- I'm reading online about it. <laughs> That's a that, but that I mean thing. I think that's quite often the gardeners will say, "What what does a uh, good shelf life?" Uh, maybe <laughs> a lot of people are familiar with that now, but uh, in a vine ripened flavor. <laughs> yeah. 
ripen on the vine before it's pulled. Well, that, you know, that uh, what surprised me, you remember, on the ruby crush, was it the ruby crush that they always bring it to our attention that it's not a tomato to ship, or is that a, that's another one of our favorite tomatoes? Uh, now the, the if, if it's soft, uh, the original tomatoes that we put on the market, like Spring John and Big Set and those, some of those, even even uh, our favorite uh, 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 tomatoes, some of our t- early tomatoes favorites were too soft, and uh, they had a lot of fruit. And the fruit was good. The the fruit tastes good, but uh, when they went to shipping and packing, and it's uh, they're too soft. It was easier just to distribute it in the neighborhood than to ship it. Oh yeah, miles. But uh, Merced was too soft too. But the ones we're choosing now uh, have good vi- have good foliage yeah. to cover the tomato. Well, and a lot of folks notice like in. Uh, tycoon is it's got a pretty tough outer core yeah, core, yeah. skin tastes pretty good it tastes pretty good too some of some of the older people don't like it because it gets in under their dentures can't chew it huh can't chew it so I just tell them to take your dentures out when you eat it and now, gum it, it does your do, do your dentures have just a, a time limitation and no no yeah just could go well, on forever they just keep huh? on there <laughs> I got the titanium ditch. Ooh, wow! <laughs> All right. Like Greg Red has titanium rods in his back, and I have titanium teeth. But anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, th- I think it's going to be a good tomato. Um, so, right, uh, and, and uh, plant plant your favorite, and the the new rodeo, and uh, run a little taste test, and let us mm-hmm. know what yeah you think. We'll have them hopefully Wednesday. You can call we think, Don't we think we'll, there'll be a tomato competition this this. I hope so. This yeah, I spring. think if we can do it, he will. Yeah. It yeah. all depends on kind of the rules and stuff. But and the weather uh, and uh, our yeah. COVID situation. Yeah. But Calvin mentions that uh, it's not nematode resistance, which was a, a problem I, I'd been pushing for. Uh, tomatoes with no numbers, mm-hmm. a name, and uh, also for nematode resistance. Because right now, Calvin uh, mentioned in his article that we've only got Tycoon, VHN 968, which is a cherry, Celebrity, or Valley Cat. And uh, those are the the only ones that you've got for nematode resistance. Thank goodness uh, we thought we were going to lose Tycoon again this year, but uh, they found some seed. Yeah, the good news is that the, all four of those tomatoes are pretty, uh, r- really worthy of being planted. Oh, too. yeah, big time. So, especially, and well, you have to use them if, they're, if you, you've only got nematode infected soil, but they produce a good a good crop. Good tomato, yeah, and easy to grow. Yeah. 
All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll-free, it's 866-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of today's show. Yeah, uh, Kevin has mentioned this week in the garden about the live oak leaves going to fall for trees soon. Use them as a mulch or in the compost pile. They're also excellent raw materials for paths in the vegetable and flower garden. And uh, also we thought we always think about uh, using uh, leaves for lawn dressings. Uh, is that what we call it, lawn dressing, or uh, putting on putting on the lawn uh, to enrich it for a little bit? <laughs> Neil a, doesn't care too much for that. <laughs> well, uh, that's the point I was going to make. It on the opposite, on the at bottom of the same page, uh, Neil's Ferry writes, uh, um, it w- the same would be true for adding compost. Uh, it adds organic matter, but it decays over a year or so. Well, the the compost that we're using uh, is m- most of it's ground up uh, in smaller particles, which decla- decays fairly fast. And you would be left right where you are today. Compost would be better used as a soil amendment in flower and vegetable beds, where you rework the soil annually. Now. That <laughs> this is a uh, uh, a uh, sign <laughs> or a compliment of uh, Malcolm Beck to our industry here in San Antonio, and uh, he made he is the originator of that top dressing mm. of lawns uh, for uh, what twenty twenty years or more. Who've been top top dressing lawn? Well, let's see. And yeah. 20, it, uh, twenty. Well, I've been here. Either. Yeah, commercial companies are doing it too, and they wouldn't be doing it if we hadn't seen results from that deal. Now, Neil, uh, up in Dallas and Fort Worth, they they've never had a Malcolm Beck explain it to them. That it works, and they never have tried it up there. I don't know whether our climate is bad, different, or uh, or rainfall is different, or what's different down here. But twenty plus years of using top lawn top dressing has been proven to work to green the lawns up and things like that. And yeah, we probably gone to this. Uh, commercial companies put out a yeah. It it, it it's in practical terms. It's the it's really the only way I can see that you're going to get organic material into the roots root system of our turf grass lawns. And you know, we're talking about uh, soil reservoirs that are not very. You know, if you got four inches, we're lucky, lucky, and so you can you need to make that reservoir more efficient and uh, 
effective and uh, the only one of the only ways you can do that is aerate and get that compost that it's a basically a treasure yeah get it down there so that the uh, grass can take advantage of it he uh, Neil says uh, first I do not recommend aeration of a lawn unless you have extreme compaction for example, brought on by someone parking on an area for a prolonged period of time or kids playing football daily and packing down the grass. Uh, said aeration is also used when there's a layer of thatch, which we don't have here, unless you've got uh, some type of hybrid Bermuda or whatever. Uh, but anyway, uh, thatch on top of the soil and beneath the runners. That is not to be confused with brown leaf stubble left over from winter freezes. My guess would be that no aeration is likely to be needed. Well, he he uh, admits that uh, aeration will 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 loosen or help uh, places that are have extreme compaction. Well, and. Malcolm and others have convinced me that uh, most of our soils get mm. compacted even if there's not <laughs> much activity on it. Yeah, it's clay. It's, yeah. I mean, uh, they haul in the soil and put put uh, clay out. They're, it's a soil. It's a, well, they got it on the, from the south side of San Antonio. I know the farm that they got it off of, and it was it was classified as gumbo, which is a a clay so type soil. Gumbo's a soup. <laughs> well, there you go. You're making me hungry. You lose it in Louisiana. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, Melton. What's that? We mentioned gumbo and Louisiana, and, and there's I no reaction. No. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, I, like you say, I think most soils are compacted. Hey, uh, we need oh. a heavy... Heavy duty. And Calvin hasn't hired me to come back and aerate his lawn since we I did that thing. I know. You did such a good job with that. I man. thought I did. Uh, I mean, Calvin was so excited. He was jumping oh, with I know. joy. He was jumping and screaming. Uh. <laughs> yeah, it, it, was, it was right. quite a debate in my mind. What's going to happen? Is she going to break down my electrical lines in there or get electrocuted first? Yeah. I don't know. And Hopefully, neither and first. neither one of those happened. Yeah, I think that's what Calvin was pushing. <laughs> Let's take a quick break. While we do, give us a call 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, coming up on nine thirty a.m. The Answer. I don't know if words me still upset you, but I've just got to make this memory stand. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Clint Black, born February 4th. Yeah, that, he's the one I was, I was wondering about that. Good deal. <laughs> All right, we got Don and Evelyn on the line. Don is first, 210-308-8867. Hi there, Don. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Pretty good. I got a question for you. Well, several questions today. 
well, when is the best time to start seeding in tomatoes and what's the best seeds to use? I live down in Divine. In Divine, Texas? Yeah. Did you, did you know Poppy Stewart? Uh, yeah, that's my neighbor. I, it's one of my best friends. All I know right. Poppy. Is Poppy still Poppy? Do what? Used to work with a year to go in Pirates. Oh, okay. But is, is she, to, has, she, has she passed away? No, 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 no. She's ninety-four years old. Okay, right. she'd be old. Out in, she's still out in Black Creek, and her son Bubba. Well, I used to work for him years ago, and I still work for him a little bit part time on his farm. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, you know, you know about her famous pecan pie, right? Yeah, I've had it a couple of times at it's various good. different funerals, I guess you can say. Yeah. It's it's uh one that's made her famous. <laughs> anyway, uh go ahead with your question. Uh, so what seed varieties of tomatoes when when should he plant and which varieties by seed? Does well, are you gonna right? plant yeah. them in a green you gonna plant them in a greenhouse or in the soil? Well, I, I do greenhouses. I I always produce a lot of different plants, and the neighbors come to me and get plants like uh, Poppy's son does. He comes to get seed. He gets comes to get plants from me yearly. Okay, great. You send send a message to Poppy that we're still promoting a pecan pie. Um, okay, I will. Every every holiday. That's t- tops on the list for people. Uh, also, also now. Uh, the problem with tomato seed or getting tomato, the time to plant, well, to, it depends on when you want to transplant. I would say for you and Divine, try to get a transplant by uh, March. Okay. And so that would mean that you would plant the seed in February. Right now. Yeah, right now. In fact, okay. in fact, the, the rodeo tomato seed are planted in January, but uh, but they were they were trying to shoot for having a real good transplant by uh, first first week in February. But uh, yeah, but but you got to remember, we went through this cold front. All the idiots go out and throw their tomato plants in the ground, and they freeze them off. Well, and that's good. That's, that, yeah, that's good because uh, the retail the whole retailers get to sell them plants again. Mm-hmm. So we encourage people to do that. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, uh, if you're going in a greenhouse that you can keep uh, temperature controlled, uh, I would seed them on a, a potting mix, uh, a sterile potting mix. And uh, do it in uh, in February, so you would have them in March. Well, we're now in February. Don't forget. Yeah. Okay. Do, well, do it now, man. Okay, that's what I'm doing s- for. Uh, do are, you got to do it right now because Milton says it's already February. It is. What, what, uh, what about well, the, the seed? That's another problem because we promote yeah. the the, hy- the hybrids. Quite yeah. Often. Uh, where do you normally get your seed? Well, this year I'm going to go to David's Seed over in Poteet. Okay. 
and they're supposed to have some good seed because I used to grow two acres of garden, but oh my I'm coming up on I'm coming up on sixty years old and I'm kind of got a vision problem and I still trip and fall as I go. So, and then arthritis done set in, <laughs> so I can't really do too much anymore. Okay, uh, see what kind of seed they have. I imagine they'll have homestead, which was an old standard seed for this era. Uh, yeah, I've done a lot of them. Yeah. Problem is about homestead is the plants get too big, and they roll over. And if you got a row that's 175 feet long, that's a lot of cages. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. If you're going if you're going to go them on the ground, why don't you try using some black plastic uh, to control the weeds and warm the soil and 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 allows them to lay down on the top of the ground uh, without yeah. rotting. Yeah, it, it's like where Poppy's at, that's sand over there. Because my uncle used to own that property years ago. My grandfather sold it to my uncle. Okay. If that makes a lot of sense. I'm, I'm one of the old natives out here in the vine. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Okay, but anyway, uh, uh, it'll work on sand, too, that black plastic on there. Any other selections to recommend? I'm trying to think of what might be out there. Well, you see, I'm on the, I guess you can say, northern of her, where we got like a, a sandy loam, but we got a heavy clay mix area. Okay. And this year, I'm, I'm not going to grow out in the back garden. I'm doing raised beds in the front and i'm going to start bringing in some approved soil to redo it because well it's like my doctor tells me it's better to fall in the front yard maybe somebody will see me <laughs> than it is to fall in the back and air life's got to land in the garden to get me when i don't there you go <laughs> and it's, it's it's better to fall on sand than it is uh heavy clay well you guys are laughing but <laughs> our neighborhood has had a mailman that was fa famous, his name was Willie, that saved one of our master gardener gardeners because he had a package to deliver, and he usually brought it to her. Mm -hmm. And she did not respond to the bell. So he went around and back, and she had fallen in the, the heat in the sun, and mm -hmm. he he got her got the ambulance there and saved her. So <laughs> it, every time we have an event, we, we recognize Willie. Yep. So that's not that's not far from the truth. They're <laughs> far fetched. Well, I've already fell down before, and luckily enough, I didn't fall into a fire ant nest. Yeah, mm. that, yeah, that's for sure. And I blacked uh, and, out, and so I had to crawl out back to the house. <laughs> instead of instead of putting the hamburger meat like we were talking mm. about to attract the fire ants, we have just Don. He he was just going to be fire bait anyway. So okay, so we need to okay find a call for... call your uh, call that uh, seed seed uh, supplier and see what tomatoes they have. Yeah, because I've done homestead before, but I'm tired of homestead. I've done cherry tomatoes, done them. Celebrities don't last it through like homesteads. You can put them in the spring and they'll last until the freeze. Right. Hmm. That's but nice. but do they have celebrity seed? 
or tycoon? Yeah, I know. Okay. Celebrity seeds expensive because last mm. time I used to go to Jupy Mills to buy it. I yeah. used to go to Lytle Feed and Seed and buy it. Yeah. And guess what? Nobody's got nobody's got seed here lately. And then trying to find some good seed where the germination it wasn't yeah. produced five years ago because I still got about you know good eight ounces of homestead seed, but last time I used it, I got maybe 60% out of it. Yeah, that's that's an OP. That was the original. It's named after Homestead, uh, Florida, where they bred tomatoes. Can you think of another do. variety that he hasn't mentioned? I don't know what they've got. Oh, that's why he that needs to call the okay. season and, and just I've, ask And I've tried beefsteaks and... and uh, no. Better Boys and everybody else, because I've been gardening about 20 years. Oh, okay. Well, the problem with the beefsteak and uh, some of those is that they have a big plant and a very few big tomatoes. But you you call them, do you get on the Internet or you get a web, get on the web? Quite well, right. when you got a vision problem, you don't use internet no more. Oh, okay. I'm one of them lucky people in life, I guess you can say. <laughs> okay, well, uh, your best bet would be to call the uh, your seed uh, supplier and see yeah. what choices they are, and then call us back, and we'll uh, yeah, then we'll one. talk. We'll, we'll talk one about those. Okay, Don, did you yeah. have one more question? Uh, yeah. Um, what, what's your philosophy on Medina products like the, the going, growing green and the soil activator and impacted soil? They do no good on impacted soil. Uh, they, uh, uh, Medina plus has, uh, has some, uh, uh, fertilizer effects on it, oh. in it, and uh, uh, well, you can't depend on uh, microorganisms, which they say is in Medina, to loosen the soil. Okay, what you do you do. think about what do you think about putting in molasses? Because here in Navine, we got Fred Morales, and I've been buying that liquid feed stuff and screening it out and putting it in my tank and plowing in a lot of molasses well it, it cut down on my nut sedge out in that you know that acre garden area that i've been pilling yeah. with but what yeah. do you think well molasses uh is a good fertilizer in other words it adds nutrients to the soil uh but other than that i don't uh i use the molasses on my biscuits uh, yeah. Hey Don, we got we got to run to our next call, okay? Thank you very Thanks, much. Thanks, sir. Call All back right. after you find out what tomatoes they got. Evelyn is All on right. the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Hi, Evelyn. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. It's a long time to go outside. <laughs> I haven't yes. been outside for a couple of days, and it's killing me to be inside. Too. I bet. I don't want you to get upset about your horse herb. You could it's probably come, grow that horse herb in your living room. It's coming back. Hmm. Well, you could have said that all long time ago. And <laughs> <laughs> I 
get that hurt up. I know it didn't go away for sure. Yeah. And <laughs> don't worry about your uh, lower bush petunia. Because even though it's burnt back probably to the base, it's going to come back this spring. Well, good. Uh, they look okay so far. I don't know if after oh. two days they may be okay. Anyhow, I want to say happy birthday to Dr. Parsons. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Okay. Um, what's, uh, the, what's the name of the broccoli that you had at uh, Millburgers? It's called uh, uh, Magic of... Uh, Green magic or comet? Green, green magic. Green yeah. magic. Green magic. Green magic. Can't get comet seed green. anymore. Green magic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't get that kind of uh, broccoli this time. It was lieutenant, and I don't ever want to plant that again. <laughs> oh, it didn't. What What was the name of it? Lieutenant. I've never heard it before till this year. And you got it at Melbourne. No, I didn't. My okay. daughter got it someplace else. Anyhow, there you go. <laughs> it came you're out okay. Suffer. When you <laughs> yeah. don't shop at Millburgers, you're going to suffer. <laughs> I found that out. <laughs> <laughs> but it, what did it make all small heads? Well, it made heads, but it bloomed right away. And yeah. even if you brought it in before then and brought it in the house, it still bloomed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they they make some 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 broccoli, like like Calvin was talking about, that ha- all it uh, produces is those small side small headed side shoots. Uh, green well, comet. yeah, it it produces yeah. side shoots too, and it still gets the same thing. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, but maybe you learned your lesson. You know, you yes, I did. It's hard, well, hard to hard to teach an old dog new tricks, I guess. <laughs> Yes, Don't so. you say that to everyone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, how can I, what can I do to keep the spider mites getting into my tomato plants? I've had so much trouble with spider mites, and this past year, they, right after the first bloom, I think they wiped me out, and I'm, I'm tired of it. I want to find some solution to that. Yeah, everybody is. Did you um, did you ever try? I, I thought you tried that seaweed extract, didn't you? Yes, I did. Yeah. What kind of luck did you have with that? I didn't. No, no, because I I I tried it and I th- think it worked. You know, I think it worked. I haven't had any problems since, but uh, um, it, it it's got it's got kind of a mixed. Um, yeah, I, you you should be you always want to be suspicious when they when they talk about a product and then they kind of go you say is this take care of spider mites and they they say yes and then they says and it's also got nitrogen fertilizer right right. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, uh, they used to have a good product for spider mites and they took that off the market. That's so. right, kelthane. Yes, it's called kelthane. Why did but, why did they take it off the market? Um. They, they, it was so effective, and they couldn't figure <laughs> out why it was so effective. But then they figured out it had some DDT in it. I'll be done. Oh, my. And it worked. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> anyway, make sure that you clean out all the debris uh, next to, in, in the garden before well, you I'd, put your tomatoes in there. 
I did. It's clear, but I think my problem is I'm right by the alley. That's where my garden is, and then on one side there's also wildflowers, and I think that's where my problem is. No, don't be blaming that horse herb for the spider mite. <laughs> it's been tested that horse herbs do not harbor spider mites. Uh-huh. Right, Melton? That's, they, that's what there you say. They're going into my garden. <laughs> <laughs> the, have you ever tried that uh, grow web cover that I talked yes, about? Yes, I did. That didn't work too good either. Well, so uh, I, I want you to get some more of that, or maybe you still got some. And keep the tomato covered with that stuff from the time you... Do you put them in larger pots, grow them in larger pots? Sometimes I do. Okay. Well, if you if you get them from members here, uh, immediately put that cloth, keep that cloth over them. Uh-huh. Top, t- t- over the top and all the sides. If you go plant them straight in the garden, put that cloth on. Because spider mites uh, spread, like you say, from the alleys and whatever, in the wind. So if you have that, have that plant protected with that uh, grow web cloth, uh, they can't get into the plant. So it should work. Okay. And it's, yeah, it's sealed. You want it sealed. Yeah. Because I've seen it. I've seen people put it on like like uh, for frost cover, you know, right. with kind of the ends up and everything. Yeah. But, you but that doesn't work for spider mites. You've mm-hmm. got to have it. All the way to the ground yeah. and over the top. Yeah, the, best tomatoes I ever the, had, the best tomatoes I ever had was a Merced. I met Dr. Parsons in Houston. Back in the 80s, probably, and I brought plants home from there. Oh, my gosh, the tomatoes were just, I have pictures somewhere that they were just loaded from top to bottom. Yeah, we were, they were such a good tomato, we quit having the seed of it. Yeah. We don't want you to get too used to being successful. Uh-huh. Apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, well, good to hear from you, and thank you for the birthday greeting. Well, many more. Many, many more? I don't know about many many more. Yes, many more. I'm going to be 88 in a couple of months, and so I'm going to say many more also. (laughs) There you go. Well, you stay after it. Oh, I will. Thank (laughs) you. Thanks, Evelyn. Thanks, Evelyn. Bye, Evelyn. All right, we're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Garden in South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer, 210-308-8867. Was Alice Cooper's birthday in January or was it in February, Al? Uh, he put 0104, so I don't know if uh, you and <laughs> Alice have the same birthday or not. Alice right. who? Alice Cooper. Oh, oh, oh okay. Uh, we, were talk- we were just talking about spider mice, and uh, Neil's column has a mention of Italian cypresses susceptible to spider mites in the winter. And he also has that written up on his uh, in his weekly newsletter that I get. And so 
he's talking about he uh, had seen spider mites uh, on a Italian cypress uh, in the winter up in up in Dallas, Fort Worth area, and uh, said he tried the thump test and he noticed how much more pronounced the symptoms were on the bottom branches of the leaves. And uh, said the w the one odd thing about seeing spider mites on junipers and other cone-bearing plants at this time of the year <coughs> is that we normally think of mites as a hot weather problem. For some reason, the mites that attack conifers are most common in January and February, at least in my personal observation. Now, I know there's different species of, of uh, spider mites, uh, some without the two spotted uh, uh, on their back and things like that. Uh, another thing that he brings up uh, per is that uh, I d he did some research and found several university write-ups on how to identify and control them. Most, however were from cooler parts of the country where mites are least less of a problem. They s and why would that be? Because normally they don't reproduce a lot in cool temperatures, as done with, as found out by the researchers in Florida. They suggested merely washing them off with a garden hose. Lord have mercy, we have. <laughs> We had an entomologist uh, He used to be in Uvalde served this area, and that was his solution. Wash them off with a garden hose. And he, Neil says, I have never found that to be sufficient in our climate. I think they're multiplying too fast to wash off with a garden hose. I recommend that gardeners find products labeled for control of the two spotted or red spider mites and then apply spray carefully to the bottom and top leaf surfaces. Uh, and the problem is the only thing that's recommended now is uh, uh, malathion. And uh, my spider mites typically hang out on the bottom of leaves where they do their piercing and sucking work. Now, if the, it seems uh, that uh, this this spider mites in the winter is con is uh, con uh, is con mainly a problem on junipers, like Italian cypress trees. And if that's the case, and you're looking for control of spider mites in the winter, I wonder if a dormant oil spray. Dormant oil spray shouldn't hurt a juniper, right? And that would probably be a good uh, control for spider mites. And of course, the key—the the key is to get apply it where the where those uh, spider mites are. Yeah, that—that's not always easy. No, down the bottom. Even, of even the when Neil describes where he <laughs> found them, it's yeah, it's very difficult to yeah. get. Yeah. So uh, I would try. Well, you can you can use a uh, dormant oil, which is now sold as what? Well, Horticultural the, oil. Yeah, but the ingredient is mineral oil. Oh, jeez. 
uh, since they've gotten rid of calthane. But if you if you use what they're selling as a dormant oil, which is a mineral oil, which covers them and supposed to suffocate them, uh, I would fortify it with malathion and try it on your junipers. If you got spider mites, if they're turning brown in the, in the winter. Trace, Trace, do you want to add anything to? I got a question. It's already fixed before you get to it. Because uh, <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> I love those. It's, ar it's already fixed. Bearded iris. Yes, before you get to it, it's already fixed. Oh, okay. Uh, did you notice it? Uh, it was pointed out to me. <laughs> but bearded iris. By you. You got some for. These. You got some for sale. We do, but that's the price for the onions. So it's already fixed. Oh. How much of the bearded iris? Six something, six eighty eight, two okay. for ten. And you got get different colors? Uh there was three colors. I think all the red's gone, so I think it's yellow and Oh my goodness, I didn't know they had a red. The red's gone? Red's gone. And the 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 are normally blue, aren't they? Well, I think it's yellow, yellow and purple and or yellow and blue left. Okay. That yellow's pretty. Yeah. And easy it always seems like it's the uh, the blue and the yellow are both easiest yeah. to grow, yeah. What is that? Blue and yellow kill a fellow? <laughs> I don't think that's it. That's not it? Okay. No, I don't think so. Uh, but uh, bearded iris uh, can be planted now. I don't think they will bloom this spring. Do you think they will? And you put, you put them right on top of the ground, right? Pretty much. They all, they have a what's called a nose, and that nose should be half in the ground, half above ground, yeah. kind of like mm. an emeritus. Yeah. And the nose should face north. And the, the cemetery iris are already blooming. Yeah. But you said the deer, deer shouldn't eat them. Well, well normally never, won't up eat them. That, that droughty year, what was it, two years ago, that's the first time I've ever had deer eat the iris. Eat the iris. So, yeah, I, make, I hesitate now to say deer won't <laughs> absolutely won't eat them. Oh, come on. I've got yeah. one bed. Loaded with cemetery iris, and they don't touch it. Another bed, they, which was a lot, a lot of bearded iris and cemetery iris, and they, they did a, tore it apart. Mm. Got about a minute, so, Trace. Well, no, no up? pun intended. I'm, I, I wonder what the difference between cemetery iris and bearded iris are. Did, well, you, get the, did you get the pun? No, no, okay. I missed it. <laughs> All right, that's okay. okay. What's the difference? Okay. Well, they, it's a different species, okay, and uh, that's well, uh, well, uh, they're they just the simpler, and they bloom much earlier, and foliage is much lower, less doesn't grow as tall, and it's uh, they're all they're all white, or we include that light blue too, which is a, called something else too. So, all right. On that note, we're going to take a break and uh, come back and. Uh, 22 hours back here at Mill Burgers <laughs> next uh, you uh, tomorrow. You pulled it out, Milton. That's good. Next, uh, uh, next day, Sunday, uh, back here at the nursery <laughs> on 9.30 a.m. This is The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.